0: Keep in mind these are the optimists, those who are predisposed to see the best in every economic situation, largely because they want to believe their policies or those of their colleagues around the world are always and everywhere incredibly effective, not just in a short-run situation, but over the long run. These are the optimists. The risks that we warned of six months ago have materialized. And our worst case scenario is now our baseline. The world's economy is on a razor's edge and could easily fall into recession if financial conditions tighten. That was from Ahan Coase, who is the World Bank's economist, who is responsible for the overall report, the Global Economic Prospects report put together by the World Bank, that the semi-annual compendium of statistics about all sorts of economies all over the world released just today and what that report shows is that economists like Mr. Coase are finally seeing the ver- not just the risk to the economy the fact that the economy around the world over the second half of last year 2022 really fell off and that's really what's important here when even the the optimists are ready to throw in the towel they haven't just yet but even when the optimists understand that they're they need to get the towel up off the floor and ready to toss it that's when you know you're already in trouble because they are the last people to figure these things out we'll go through their numbers today and i'll show you exactly what i mean both in terms of how much trouble we're in and why they're always the last to figure out what did everybody Get so very wrong. We'll get all we'll go through all of that in just a minute, but first, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. As always, thank you very much for joining me, I really appreciate it. If you're interested, we have Eurodollar University memberships where we get into the real big, big time details, historical, deep dives, all that stuff. Exclusive video content at the Eurodollar University Med member, website memberships as well as research subscriptions, of course, daily briefing I do as a bundle with Markets Insider Pro, the other guys over there, as well as our own deep dive analysis, a research subscription for that, all the information about all three of those products on our website at eurodollar.university. Back in May of 2021, a fellow by the name of Warren Buffett, you may have heard of him, He made a pronouncement about the economy that, of course, got headlines all over the world. He said the economy was red hot. Now, Mr. Buffett being Mr. Buffett, and of course, I don't know the guy, but as being a public figure for as long as he has, he was a little more nuanced than that. Lost in the hysteria over his red hot economy pronouncement. Remember, this is May 2021. CPIs were just about to get going. They hadn't really been released yet. So it fit with the mainstream narrative of that period of time. But what he said was, what he actually said was, I think this was a Berkshire Hathaway uh, shareholder meeting, right now business really is very good in a great many segments of the economy. It's almost a buying frenzy. This has been a very unusual recession. Everybody focused on the Red Heart part, Uh, The red hot part, very good in a great many segments of the economy without considering very unusual recession. And what made it unusual was, of course, the pandemic, starting with that, but also government intervention as well as the supply shock. And many people interpreted the supply shock effect along with government intervention as genuine red hot recovery inflation. That... Everything that happened over the balance of 2021 into 2022 was the red hot part that Buffett was talking about rather than very unusual recession. Now the World Bank numbers that we just got today they begin by those same assumptions. They th- they started out thinking, yes, 2021 Governments did a lot of things, and governments do only good things. That's what the econometric models that they employ always assume. If a government intervenes, it's going to have a multiplier greater than one, which means it has lasting impacts. So the more the government does, the better it gets. Think about Larry Summers, what he was warning about in early 2021 too. Governments were in danger of doing too much. They had created this monster of an awesome economy that would lead to the consumer prices, that eventually everybody else saw. But what if those consumer prices were not because the economy was red hot, it was simply suffering the transitory effects of a one time case, a very unusual recession. Then the results would eventually be very different from what the what was assumed to be this red hot economy leading into a 70s style inflation, which is not even, that's not even inflation anyway. So a lot of these mistakes got pushed out everywhere, including these econometric models that are employed by places like the World Bank, as well as the Federal Reserve or ECB, Bank of Japan, everywhere else. They they all use the same models. They're all DSGE models of varying assumptions, but largely the same thing all over the place. So when you look at the World Bank's progression of estimates Starting in the middle of 2021, the red-hot economy—you can see—that's exactly what the World Bank was expecting. And if the World Bank was expecting that, you can be- you better believe that everybody else was, because again, they use all the same models. So for 2022, going all the way back to the June 2020, June 21, uh, uh, World Bank Global Economic Prospects release. So this is middle of 2021, red-hot economy. They thought in 2022 world gdp would be 4.3%, which is pretty good given the lackluster performance of the pre, of the previous decade. 4.3% sounded terrific, especially following the big jump in 2021, which again was assumed to be part of a lasting effect of all of these stimulus policy. By the by January of 22, however, world gdp according to the world bank they, 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 they trimmed it a little bit, down to 4.1%, but by June, after all that stuff with oil prices, Russia, Ukraine, they started thinking, uh-oh, maybe 2022 might be in a little bit of trouble. This is before rate hikes, remember, June of 2022. World Bank says now it's 2.9%, and as of January 23, the latest numbers, they think, yes, last year was probably 2.9% in the, in the world economy. So from 4.3 percent down to 2.9 percent, which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but that's a tremendous downshift, especially considering the idea that the economy was supposed to be red hot. But in 2023, so the year that we're entering, the World Bank thought way back in 21 this year's GDP would be 3.1 percent. They actually raised that a touch in the uh, the middle uh, at the start of 2022 to 3.2, and then in the middle of last year. While they were saying, "Uh uh-oh, something's wrong with 2022, they were still relatively optimistic about 2023, even though Federal Reserve, ECB, rate hikes, and everything else got going, which tells you they don't really understand the nuances of the economic situation or what's really going on. Because in June, the last uh, economic update before this current one, they thought GDP would be 3.0%. What do they think GDP this year will be across the world? 1.7%. So for the World Bank and its economists and its econometric models, something big changed in the second half of last year, which is of course everything that we've been talking about. They even just to put a little, they even they even reduced the estimates for 2024 by three tenths of a percent, down to 2.7. So the idea that the economy is in a bad place or as the economist said, what did he say? Um, the economy's on a razor's edge and could easily fall into recession. They are behind developments in the economy. For the United States, there, there are measures for the United States. Going back again to June, 2021, Warren Buffett, red hot economy, or was it the unusual? They thought GDP in t- last year would be 4.2%. Again, continuing the robust economy from 2021. Then by the end of 2021 into January 2022, they thought, well, maybe instead of 4.2, it'll be down to 3.7. Then we get to June of last year after the technical recession, and they thought, well, GDP will bounce back in the second half in the United States. It'll still be 2.5%, which is relatively good. But now they think maybe it will only be 1.9%. So something changed in the U.S. economy, the technical recession in the first part of the year, which wasn't really recession, but pronounced economic weakness that was not just from one-off effects. And we see that in the World Bank's estimates for 2023. Again, middle of 2021, they thought the U.S. would get back closer to its long-run potential, 2.3%. And then again, January 2022, they thought, well, maybe 2023 will even be better, 2.6%. And then by June, They're still thinking this year would be slightly better than the long-run average of 2.4%. But now, January 2023, after everything that happened, everything consequential that happened in the second half of last year, these optimists are now expecting GDP in the United States for the full year of 23 to be just half a percent. Just half a percent. The US economy is in serious trouble. Europe. Europe is a pretty good example, as usual. Again, 4.4%, 4% estimates for last year, starting in 2021. That got trimmed to 2.5. And, and then, actually, uh, the latest estimates for last year were a little bit better than expected, rebounded to 33 because. Some of the reopening that we experienced in the U.S. during 2021 was delayed into 2022. So you had the global recession, the oil price spike, all of that stuff balancing against some reopening positivity in Europe, gets it to 3.3, gets Europe to 3.3% last year. But here's 2023, back in June of 2021, red hot economy, they thought Europe would be closer above but closer to its potential 24 Then 2.1, and then June of last year, they're thinking, oh, 1.9, maybe this Russia stuff, oil prices, energy crisis, maybe that's gonna trim a little bit off of growth. And then as of today, zero for the entire year, zero growth across Europe. And that's again, this is optimists, the best case scenario. Something substantial happened in the second half of last year, which economists today think maybe that will be a risk of recession and part of it includes china the chinese estimates the 2022 they thought 5.4 5.1 4.3 then got the pictures 2.7 but of course blaming a much of that on zero covid they thought okay 2023 we'll do 5.3 5.3 5.2 and now they're thinking oh maybe it'll only be 4.3 and remember china 4.3 percent gdp this year for a country when not all that long ago, 7% GDP was thought the absolute floor. And then in 2018 and 2019, it's thought, well, maybe 6% is a temporary break deviation below the floor. And now we're just hoping after a horrible year of 2.7%, maybe China can get back to the fours. The global economy is in serious trouble. And here, go back to the global economic report one more time. Global growth has slowed to the extent that the global economy is perilously close to the falling into recession, defined as a contraction in annual global per capita capita income only three years after emerging from the pandemic-induced recession of 2020. Again, Warren Buffett's warning, this has been a very unusual recession. What they're saying here is that this... They can see risks of recession, which aren't really risks. We know what happened in the second half of 2022, which was all the bad things about 2021 being revealed as mistakes. It was never a red hot economy. So they're confused, they're highly confused, and you could see it in the trend of their estimates. They thought the economy would be resilient in the face of consumer price increases. They thought the economy would be relatively resilient in the face of the oil shock after Russia invaded Ukraine. They believed the economy was in a relatively good place. You heard Jay Powell say it all the time. The economy's good. We just needed to slow down a little bit. Now they're seeing, they're recognizing maybe the economy wasn't in a good place. So much so, here we are three years after the massive 2020 recession, talking about another one. Another recession they thought was impossible. Given all of the government influence and government interference during that period, this should not be happening. Again, you see that in their estimates. So that simply raises the next question, which is why? For them, the answer is Jay Powell, Christine Lagarde. What changed for them in the second half of 2021? Well, it would be aggressive rate hikes. In fact, they even say it it in the uh, Global Economic Outlook. Very high inflation has triggered unexpectedly rapid and synchronous monetary policy tightening around the world to contain it, including across major advanced economies. Although this tightening tightening has been necessary for price stability, it has contributed to a significant worsening of global financial conditions, (laughs) no, which is exerting a substantial drag on activity. No. See, they're saying that now because they can see the effects now. But as we've been saying all along the economy shifted in june not in january monetary policy is theorized to work on a lag if there's economic weakness that even the optimist can see right now it couldn't have been those rate hikes because it wasn't those rate hikes markets in uh, a uh, Understanding of the mechanics behind the supply shock, what the difference between inflation inflation and inflation is. All of these things had told you way back in May of 2021, when the headlines blared of Warren Buffett's statement about a red hot economy, he was actually more nuanced. Segments of the economy appeared to be red hot. Many other segments appeared to be anything but. It was an uneven rebound from a substantially devastating recession. And that's maybe the final point here, is that what we're seeing today, what these optimists will see six months from now that we see already today or saw six months ago, because the estimates that the I, the World Bank released today are probably what they should have released six months ago back in June. But either way, what we know and what we understood was that the economy was never red hot. It was artificially boosted temporarily by all those government programs. And that eventually, as anything that goes up, was going to come back down. And now it's coming back down. And the markets have said, as I talked about yesterday, TIPS inversion all the way from January 2021, which said the market's expecting, yes, whatever, however high CPIs go in the interim, they're going to come back down. Yield curve inversion, euro dollar futures inverted way back in December of 2021, long before any of this stuff, which warned the risks of recession were high and unusually high for an unusual set of circumstances. Then the treasury yield curve, the German yield curve, all during this period when it's not rate hikes, but the natural progression of a supply shock also constrained by all the missing money around the world. Where's China's $800 billion? Where's the other trillion in reserves? All these other things. The risks of recession were high entering last year. Those risks are, they have become our base case. So here's the thing. When the optimists are ready to throw in the towel, that's when you know feces and fans are really close together. I'm Jeff, This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, a huge, huge thank you to Eurodollar University members, as well as all of the research subscribers. If you're interested in checking out what they're checking out, check out our webpage at eurodollar.university. Until next time, take care.